Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Barbara Cook. Barbara is the CEO of Lovers and Yandy and the EVP of Sexual Wellness at Playboy. Barbara boasts more than two decades of retail and merchandising leadership experience from Gap, T-Mobile, and Starbucks. In 2019, Barbara joined Lovers, the female-founded omni-channel sexual wellness retailer and brand with 41 stores in five states on a mission to reignite and modernize this 40-year-old brand. She was instrumental in Lover's groundbreaking acquisition by the iconic Playboy Group, which also owns Yandy, a leading online retailer of lingerie and women's specialty apparel. And I am so delighted to have you with us today. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you so much for asking me. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I am super excited about our time together, and uh, I want to out myself to the listeners Every now and then we have a technology fail and Barbara and I just did an amazing 27 minute interview and we did not record it. So we are doing it again. So I have a little back knowledge and we've been in the green room now for a half an hour. So I want to start our time together today, Barbara, talking about how you stepped into leadership roles and what the backstory was of, you know, your coming up in the retail world? Well, I think leadership starts because I'm the eldest of four girls. Uh, I think you just naturally get given and uh, anointed that responsibility uh, from the get-go. So the eldest child and the eldest of four of of us. So at a very young age, I I wanted to do something. I was, uh, we had a a local bakery uh, where we lived in London, a, a mum and pup bakery. Dad was the baker and mum was at the front of the store. And they had these traffic light cakes, which I, I absolutely loved. And um, I was in, in the queue on the one Saturday and clearly people hadn't turned up and Mrs. Senior was getting very flustered. And and so I said to her, can I help? I, I just volunteered to help. And she said, yeah, get, get your coat off and come in. So I took my coat off, ran the back, which I'd never been around the back, which was very exciting, washed my hands and came up front and really stayed with her for, for years. Uh, and I learned a lot of things. I learned about inventory and when you needed to make it and when it needed to be you know, just in time out there on the counter because it was fresh and it was homemade. I learned about, you know, merchandising products so that customers could better see it. And also in a way that was easiest for us to backfill when we needed to. I learned about the relationships. I learned about the maths. It was a time when you had to do your own, you know, your own count, adding up each purchase and giving the right change and all the rest of it. I learned about hygiene. I learned about operating hours. I learned about all sorts of things. And, um, 
and really have never looked back. Um, I, I ended up in the you know the graduate scheme, much coveted graduate scheme of Marks and Spencer at the time. It was the retailer that had the highest sales per square foot in the Guinness Book of Records. So everybody wanted business training there. And, you know, I found myself as the youngest senior store manager on record, still have not had that record broken. And, you know, was in charge at the age of 25 or 38 management people who who were all all older and actually more capable than me, I'm pretty sure, and ended up on what Marks and Spencer called the gold top list, which was supposed to be the main board of the future. And the rest of them were all men who were 45 years old. I was a mere 25 year old and a girl (laughs) Mm. uh, to boot. And so, you know, we had lots of projects to do. And one of them was to... uh, create uh, a better understanding of how you could how you could grow the cube that was your retail space on the on the high street or in the mall by having additional space it was called the satellite store program and they just said go and go and create on paper what the satellite store program should look like and all the other guys got their secretaries and their assistants and everybody to to do that. And and their interest was not in creating the best satellite program. Their interest was creating a better satellite program than the guy next to them and the guy next to them so that they could shine. I was way too naive to even understand that. So my first thing I did was look up in the Oxford English Dictionary what the meaning of the word satellite was. And way down in the definitions is one that's called a bit on the side. And in UK parlance, if you call somebody a bit on the side, they're probably a little bit of hanky-panky that you're having with somebody on the side of your actual relationship. So a bit on the side stuck. We did the project. In fact, my project was adopted. The audience and judges responded very strongly to it because it was just different from the crowd. And it was authentic. And it was fun. And by the way, we're all human beings. So it kind of resonated. And so, yeah, so that's how that's how my life in leadership, in retail and in sort of doing things differently started. But, you know, my my belief is that all retail is about making people feel feel good. You are whatever you're selling, you're giving them something they want, whether it's you know, a cup of coffee made to their specific requirements, the latest mobile phone or a fabulously comfy, flattering, fitting pair of jeans. It all makes people feel good. So this is just an extension of that. And here we are several years later back at a bit on the side. Here you are. Exactly. Well, one of the things that you did mention was that you had been paid in cakes when you were working at the cake store, which I really loved that. And it was more like an apprenticeship for you because you got to do all, they let you do all the things. They paid you in cake. They let you do all the things and you learned all those things. And that was part of what helped you to, to shine at Marks and Spencer. So I'd love to have you, by the way, I had had the best birthday cakes, right? Because Mr. Senior used to make them specially. Oh, beautiful. Well, I want to talk now about what it's like to lead at the level that you're leading at now, I would imagine that you've gone through several uh, different rites of passage, right? So you had that project at Marks and Spencer, you ended up on that gold team, but how did you step into the role of CEO? And at what point in your journey did you know that it was time for you to go for something bigger and, you know, better than what you had been doing before? I think um, 
I've always been a, a, a general manager in the sense that I've always been aware of what's happened around me. I've been aware of other disciplines and I'm very connected with my employees my, and my customers. I've always been a servant leader. I, I feel like I work for, you know, investors and people who, my, my direct reports and, and their direct reports and the consumer, I feel like I, I'm responsible for all of them. And because I've had a very broad kind of approach and done a lot of the jobs that I learned back in the bakery, I, mm-hmm. I learned, you know, that there were all these facets to retail. And because I also enjoy the high low that retail gives you, you, you go from solving a, a very specific issue for a very specific employee through to, you know, multi-million retail, real estate deals and, and all points in between. So I love that elasticity that, that's needed. And I think because I've always had that, I think to become a general manager was just a very natural step. And it was actually other people that saw that in me, not me necessarily. I haven't really ever been driven by doing something that felt right for for me as an individual. I've always done what I think was what I have thought was right for the business. I'm not saying I have always been right, but I've always thought was right for the business. And I've never never knowingly taken the path of least resistance. I kind of of have a natural bent to making it, you know, to to finding a a way that that gets to an entrepreneurial outcome. I think that the part, the the wording of that, the description of that as an entrepreneur, when you are in these, uh, you know, these corporate environments, but you still have the two-year-old kind of, why do it like that? Um, Which has served me very well. And, you know, I think just to get to that place where people see you as a natural leader and anoint you with that title is actually very powerful. And that actually gives you a lot of strength when other people see it in you rather than people who push themselves always into these places and then think, oh, you know, and I don't think fake it till you make it applies here. Uh, and I never have done. And I think that's that's also stood me in good stead. So I think I think it's 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 thoughtful. I think it's about being respectful. And I think it's also so about being very authentic, mm. um, being who you genuinely are. And of course, I'm in a world now where there's nothing more authentic than you know your sexual health and wellness. It's, yeah, it's- let's talk about that. So when you were approached to join Lovers, let's talk about that experience because. You know, you worked for Gap and T-Mobile and Starbucks, and now you're a sexual wellness retailer CEO. Let's talk about what happened in that process and what inspired you to say yes to moving into the role that you're playing now. So this role came to me and I, so I was approached by the investors and they didn't tell me in my first meeting with them, they didn't tell me what the, what the business was. And as we started in our second interview they still hadn't told and I said I'm not going any I want to know I really want to know and they said well it's sexual health and wellness and I kind of said well what is that exactly and they said well it's we have we have 41 sex toy stores and that told me so much about them they they didn't know their business they were embarrassed by their business and what an opportunity, what an opportunity. So I went and did my homework. I also asked, you know, some people in the headhunting world 
as I cheekily think I have my own personal brand here, I, of course I do, but I think I do. And I, will this affect me negatively being here? And I said, of course not. You, you'll make a success of it. Of course they went. And three of them, three of the five rang back and said, if you've got any spare, you know, don't forget us, any, any samples, don't forget. And that, that also gave me a, a little window into how, how the world might react to this and that we are all sexual beings of a type, right? So, somehow, somewhere, somehow. And so it's something that actually binds us and, and everybody really understands it. And, you know, it's like that um, the, the film that there was, you know, everything you were afraid to ever ask, you know, that there is an element of that. And so I learned, and I learned that the sector was full of really, really fabulous people who want to make other people feel good. This business was started by a woman 40 years ago, Phyllis Hattensall. She unfortunately died only, um, only a few weeks ago. Um, but in 40 years ago, first of all, to be in this sector, like nobody knew if it was legal or not. And secondly, to have a woman at the helm at that time was kind of unheard of. It, uh, and it still is. And yeah, it still is. And groundbreaking. And we're going to actually have to take a groundbreaking moment here. We are going to have to take a break and we're going to pick up on the back half and talk more about the lover's brand and the backstory of the lover's brand and what you want our listeners to know about sexual wellness. And right now we're going to take a short break. Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show and about where Barbara works, which is loversstores.com because they may benefit from her content as well. Let's uh, also say thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing all around the world. We're welcoming thousands of downloads. We're going to shout out this week to our listeners in the UK, in San Francisco, where Barbara is, as well as in the Cayman Islands, which is a fun place to go if you want to have some sexual wellness experiences. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've been to the Cayman Islands. I might need to book myself a trip. And I also want to celebrate that we just won our third award in the W3 Awards, a silver award in general series interviews. So thank you to my amazing team for you know, producing a show that is so phenomenal that we keep winning awards after only two years of broadcasting. And we will be right back with Barbara Cook. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
And we are back with Barbara Cook. You can find out more about the Lovers Stores at loversstores.com. Now, before we went to the break, and we're going to have that for you in the show notes, before we went to the break, Barbara was talking about the the stores, uh, the 41 stores in five states, but more importantly, she was talking about it being a female-founded store brand that's 40 years old. And how important it is to really honor and acknowledge the courage, the innovation, the bravery, the commitment to sexual wellness and health that the original founder had, and that Barbara now has the pleasure of carrying forward. So Barbara, let's talk about what's your vision now that you've taken over the helm What's your vision for helping people to achieve greater sexual wellness and for the lover's brand to serve and support people in that way? And look, I think we're, we're in a time when mental health and mental well-being is very much uh, in vogue and, and spoken about. And a lot of, not all, but a lot of the taboo has gone away. And of course, sexual health and wellness is a very, very big part of that. So Phyllis did actually say to me um, that she felt she had finally handed the baton over to somebody that she could feel the business was in safe hands because she could see that what the team at Lovers has is a will and a desire to bring that energy of authenticity and inclusiveness and diversity and equality through every strand of our organization, whether it's through our employees either at the distribution center and head office, or of course in the stores or in the field. Everybody has the same passion and the same love for this sector because they know how how it changes lives, how it helps people. And I will tell you that every month the head of stores, Angie has a, a, a meeting and it's a Zoom meeting. So all the stores are there, as many of us are there as we possibly can. And At the end of every call, there's a story, and it's either an employee telling their story about their personal journey to get here, which very often involves a life that they never believed they could live in their home environment or in their professional environment, and now they get to do both. And the amount of times that we've had to sort of grab the tissues to wipe the tears because it's just so so humbling to be able to be part of a world that does that for our employees and then similarly we have stories about the customers how and you'll see them on Yelp you'll see them in our, on our website the customers will say will come in and will tell us that we have changed their lives couples will come in and say you you've you've made my relationship better I was in a, a store in, in, in the Pacific Northwest a, a few weeks ago. It was the end of the day. We were about to close and, and a guy came in and he was terrified. You could see he was, he was uncomfortable in his own skin. And he left with a bag full of stuff and he said, and signed up for the loyalty program and said, I, you know, I, I didn't realize it was, it was so safe and so, so comforting to be here. He said, it feels in some way, it's almost a bit like therapy that you come in and you can explain what you need, explain what you want, and actually someone can help you get there. So it's it's a fabulous world to be in, and it's it's a good place. You know, people feel good when they come to us. So. Which is, you know, what you said right at the beginning about what retail is all about, helping people to get what they want 
and to enjoy the process and to feel good as a result of buying what it is that you're offering. So I'd love to hear, Barbara, because what you point out is 40 years ago, we didn't even know whether having this kind of business was legal or not, right? right? And so a lot has evolved in the last 40 years. You know, 40 years ago, most of the people in the C-suites were men. We still have a ways to go with that for sure. But I'd love to hear what your vision is for carrying forward the torch that you've been passed either in the sexual wellness realm or in the realm of women in the C-suite? Well, I think both are a responsibility, right? I think women in the C-suite should be happening. I have daughters. I, I care passionately that they have an equal opportunity to be their best selves. I don't want to be on a board because I'm a woman. I want to be on the board because I'm the best candidate for that role. Mm-hmm. Similarly, for the, any job that I do, and every woman should want the same thing. And I think that's really, really important. And I have actually, I actually turned down a role on a board because somebody said, listen, we've got to get our female quota up. Can you? And I said, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it for that reason. I think that's really important. And I think we have a, we have a responsibility in sisterhood to other women to help promote other women. I think that's really important. I don't go out to create a diverse team. I create, the, I bring the best people I believe in for the best roles. But actually, if you look at our team, we, we do have one of everything and two of most, and, and that's fantastic. But that's not by design. That is just an open heart to the best people for the best jobs. What I want for this sector and for this business most of all is to take this joy and spread it to as many people in multiple ways, whether it's retail, whether it's digitally, whether it's pop-ups, whether it's store within a store, whatever whatever medium we end up going to. And I'm sure there will be some sort of almost vending machine type version of it of this world at some point. And, and I want to be able to be there where people need us. The amount of people that come in and say, you know, I'm going for a weekend with my partner and we need to spice things up a little bit. We've got it all for you in every moment of your life. We were actually asked for uh, to give um, some little bullets in for, for um, some wedding favours, which we thought we which thought was great fun. So, you know, there is it's limitless because it is about your daily life or nightly life, actually. And it applies to everybody in the world. Um, There is no class, language, any barriers to this, none. It's for everybody. So for me, this is a limitless opportunity just to have a lot of fun and to give people careers uh, along the way and to make sure that we are all inclusive in our leadership teams and our board teams so that everyone gets to play. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we have only a couple of minutes left Barbara, so if there was something that you'd like to share with our listening audience of wickedly smart women, either about sexual wellness that, you know, is is something that you've learned as a result of stepping into your role or about leadership in that sector that you've learned about stepping into this role, this is your opportunity to do that. Well, thank you, Angel. I Look, I think this, this world and this role is fantastic, and I would encourage everybody to open their hearts and minds to sexual wellness, uh, as well as that. 
I think what I wished somebody might have might have said to me through my career is go on, just try it. It's okay if it doesn't work, but just try it. Be your authentic self and go and try it. And if you passionately believe in something and you just need that little encouragement, be your own voice to that and, and take the courage of your convictions and go and be your best self and go and do that thing that you believe is right. Even if everybody around you is doing something different. Back in that Marks and Spencer moment, in that when everybody went to their offices and their secretaries and all the rest of it, and I got the dictionary off the wall uh, in the in the library there to look it to look it up. I was absolutely on my own. I was isolated. I was doing something very different. It was just it was just a different place from everybody else. And actually, it worked, and it was the right thing to do. So listen to that inner voice. Trust mm. your instincts because they're going to be right. Because you are wickedly smart, and you are a woman. Just go do it. I love it. Well, we have about 30 seconds left, Barbara. So if there's anything else that you want to say to maybe somebody who's aspiring or, you know, being courted, being courted to move into a higher leadership role, what one word of encouragement would you give them? One word would be probably slowly. I think stepping into a big leadership role, people often think, I've got to be perfect and I have to have all the answers and I have to be able to know absolutely everything. Take it slowly. Listen. Listen to what is going on around you and you will find your path into being the best leader for that group. Mm. Come in thinking you know it all because you won't. I love that. Well, I think slowly would help in the bedroom too, Barbara. (laughs) All right. Well, we are at the end. Listeners, we do love feedback. I loved having you today, Barbara. Thank you so much for your patience with me and our recording snafu. The technology angels were not on duty today. I'm going to have to have a talk with those team members. I do want you to let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes. Definitely check out loversstores.com. That link will also be in the show notes for you. You can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. Listen like Barbara said. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.